Welcome once again to Inspire Me. I'm your host, Rene Dubovois, and I'm also the founder of Inspired Media. I am so grateful that you're listening to my podcast. I hope you're finding great value. I've been getting a lot of compliments that people like my voice. Merci. Thank you. And I hear a lot about the value that you feel the show is bringing and my plethora of accents, <laughs> all because I've lived in more than 40 countries around the world. Oh la la, what was I thinking? Well, anyway, welcome to Inspire Me. And I enjoy what I do. I'm an international award-winning speaker, author, global humanitarian, empowerment lecturer, um, and just a good old girl. <laughs> you know, I just live my life in peace, joy, harmony, and sometimes I get angry like everybody else. And boy, oh boy, do I cut loose. But I am being good now and haven't had to get too angry here lately. So I think that's a good thing. Getting angry is not good because it can only lead to an aneurysm. <laughs> it can lead to a real bad situation. Physically, emotionally, you know, getting really angry, you can end up in jail, honey. So, <laughs> so it's probably a good idea to keep a lid on it. Okay, in all seriousness, welcome. And thank you for listening. Thank you, by the way, for sharing my podcast to your social media followers, friends, and connections. Thank you for talking about Inspire Me. This episode is going to be still inspiring, but very, shall we say, more on the educational humanitarian side. Because I'm a business owner, entrepreneur, social entrepreneur, because I'm a speaker, because I am, what do they call it? A chameleon? <laughs> I do a lot of things. I'm one person with many talents. Yes. Well, anyway, I, I'm happy to convey that my podcast is going to embody many things, mainly dealing with life as we know it. And when you've lived like me in more than 40 countries, like me for one, two, three years in each country, oh, you learn some things and then you become quite eager to share those things. You just kind of can't keep it all balled up inside. So you decide that you're going to do what I'm doing right now, a podcast. This is what I do when I'm not on a stage speaking. And because of COVID-19, you know, live events where you get to stand on stage and engage with the audience because they're right there sitting at a 10-inch table. Now everything is sort of virtual, but now hopefully with vaccinations, and people getting them, we can go back to doing things we used to do. I won't say returning to life as we knew it or as normal, because it's never going to be like that again. So stop it. Don't even continue to think that, let alone say that. Life is not going to return to normal. 
it's going into a new direction, which will lead to a new normal. And for that reason, and that reason alone, we should all embrace wearing a mask and look at me doing my social responsibility. (laughs) And we should all wash our hands, wash our hands, wash our hands. And if you're not wearing a mask, shame on you. You're lucky that some people are not hitting on, on you. But anyway, this is about solidarity, which does not embody, does not tolerate hitting anyone. Solidarity is all about unifying yourself with that one body, that one individual or that group or organization as a unit collectively coming together to implement change for the greater good of that person and our humanity. So this episode is all about solidarity. And I recently on February 5th, okay, it may not be so recent if you're listening to this podcast, November 2021. (laughs) But I, for February 5th, and on February 5th, uh, 2021, I almost said 1921, 2021 was Kashmir Solidarity Day. And there are videos all over the place where um, I am the international executive director to the Institute of International Peace Leaders, uh, the headquarters based in Pakistan. And I am their international executive director on peace because of what I do as a global humanitarian around the world towards people in poverty, uh, refugees. I just love it. And I just thought, wait a minute, before I do another podcast, I probably should do one on the thing that I love the most, the thing that lights me up, the thing that I'm known for which is solidarity, giving towards others, giving to those who cannot give to themselves, helping those who cannot help themselves. So this podcast, I am simply entitling Solidarity. And I'm going to talk about, you guessed it, (laughs) 10 ways or 10 characteristics. Hello, honey. The 10 characteristics of solidarity. You should have known that was coming. You've been with me for a while now. But look here, it's like I've told you before. The how to's is what sells books, baby. So, (laughs) and when you put a how to or the top blah, blah in your title, of your content, you will rock that thing. And I'm, I'm a living witness. I, I, I mean, hey, if you've never heard of me, you've been under a rock, sugar. I, okay, so I'm not Amanda Gorman yet. But hey, now I, I do my thing. And that's what's important, isn't it? To know your value and to extend it towards others. Again, to participate as a great steward, not just a good one, but a great steward towards solidarity. 
my podcast, if you've been listening to me, I keep it right at 29 minutes, roughly 30 minutes. I know that you have a lot of uh, things you have to do. You don't have a lot of time. And I believe out of the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of podcasts that are out there and you find me and choose me, I should be eternally grateful and place immense value on your time, all joking aside, for listening to my voice, my words, my thoughts, and my my presentation on various um thoughts on life, business, and relationships. So inspire me is all about touch, heal, and inspire. It's my mantra. And naturally, my podcast, my company, one of my companies, Inspired Media, does and produces courses. You can find my courses in Arabic, on Kuhn Academy. You can find my courses in English on Think I Fit. And you can find my courses pretty much everywhere along with my podcast on a great many different platforms. Yo, I'm just trying to spread the love, honey. (laughs) So lovely. I am so grateful you're joining me. And again, for sharing my podcast. My name is Renee Dubovois, and you are welcome to call me Renee. I'm a global humanitarian, and I have lived in more than 40 countries around the world. I am saying all of this again for those who are joining me and my podcast for the first time. But if you Google my name, you will no doubt come across my biography. So I'm not going to waste any more time on the podcast telling you about me, but rather I'm going to talk about solidarity. Hey, okay. So solidarity, it is all about unifying yourself for the greater good of someone else. It's, it's like a unit that you interconnect as you would with chain links once chains are connected and mounted together, they're locked in and they're, they're interconnected. It's very difficult to take a very thick chain and pull it apart. And dare I say it, but very few people can pull a link with their bare hands completely apart. There are some people out there that can do it. Believe that. But I'm not one of them, and maybe you aren't either. Is it necessary in life? No. Is solidarity necessary in life? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about solidarity. And before I get into the 10 characteristics of solidarity, I just want to talk a little bit about why solidarity is important. First of all, you know, it's an agreement. It's it's a unity or it's an agreement that, you know, binds or brings people together. Um, It stimulates certain feelings and actions to help those in need or those who cannot, as I said earlier, help themselves. But there's so many ways to use solidarity. You will find 
I think, and from what I've seen, not that other churches don't, but or mosques, a lot of mosques do. I, I participate in Islam and in Christianity, and I have seen Catholic churches, they're known for their solidarity, along with Islamic mosques. When I go to Al Juma on Fridays, there are um, all sorts of posters and banners that, you know, share visually how you can help give to the poor. In fact, one of the five pillars of Islam is all about taking your earnings and giving to the poor. Christianity has the same sort of idea in in what they call tithe. 10% of your income should go into the church uh, so that the church can help bless or uh, empower the community. So how do you use solidarity? You can use solidarity as a tool to reduce inequality. Who doesn't want or hasn't heard about inequality? In the United States, it's reeked of inequality. Wherever you are in the world listening to me right now, inequality may exist, but it may not be one of the main things in your country that you feel inspired to bring about change. But let's face it, inequality is in every country all over the world. But dare I say, some countries, inequality is greater than it is in others. Another way to use solidarity is you can use it as a tool to fight social injustice. Social injustice is, my goodness, it is one of those things where, um, you know, you see people being mistreated because of the color of their skin, because of their religious belief, because they don't drive a Range Rover, because they don't wear top um, Louis Vuitton or designer clothes. Social injustice encompasses many different things. And by the way, in the description of this episode, click on the link that I've provided which will take you to a video and it will give you more of an outline of what I presented on Kashmir Solidarity Day. Kashmir Solidarity Day, um, I don't want the show to be about Kashmir, but rather about solidarity. But Kashmir, you, you know of Palestine and Israel and the fight for land. Well, Kashmir is going through the same thing. The difference is Kashmir has been under uh, curfew since 1947. Oh, that is deep. 1947? That was years, baby, before I was born. And let me tell you, I haven't a clue as to how they're living and breathing and embracing the world around them. But that's another podcast. Voila. So you can use solidarity to fight for social injustice. People who are 
just frankly mistreated because of who they are, how they look, their skin color, and all sorts of reasons that make no sense and certainly have no fairness about them. Another way to use solidarity, it can be used to lead to sustainable development of people. You know, the United Nations have 17, see, I I, I know what I know, (laughs) but the United Nations, also known as the UN, have 17 sustainable uh, development goals that are wide range of goals that all embody life as we know it and the living and inspirations of life. You know, one of them that comes to mind because of my Clear Water Initiative is water. Another one is education. And for this reason, solidarity can certainly be implemented for the sustainability goals. You can be a part or a volunteer of many organizations out there that have active um, groups and events specifically towards one or all of the UN's 17 sustainability goals. Now look, if you just take those three reasons alone and think about solidarity, I've already given you enough fuel, if you will, to light the flame within you and go out and do some things that you've never done before or thought that you could ever do to begin with. Solidarity is all about common good. That's the first one of my 10 characteristics of solidarity. Common good. What is common good? Well, consider good. It means you consider the good of others. Common good is all about thinking about somebody outside of yourself. Um, Another one is dignity of humanity. Here I'm talking about the foundation of social teaching where you, you take the time to show someone how to to make life better for themselves. For example, I'm the founder and CEO of Fish Foundation Global Nation. You'll see the link for the website there. Also, as you can see that we, I, my organization, we ask for donations and the donations you're putting towards this podcast go directly to the Fish Foundation Global Nation that you see in my description. The reason is because I still do global humanitarian work around the world. And I want you to know that there are a lot of things under our initiatives that we do to help teach people who don't have the ability to go to school. They don't have what they need to go to a school and learn. Another characteristic, number three, of solidarity is economic justice. I'm talking about dignified work, giving people an opportunity to earn their living. I was going to say and neglected to say that with the Fish Foundation Global Nation, I created the mantra that I took from 
a Chinese proverb when I lived in Beijing, China, Beijing uh, China three years. If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. What that means is just giving somebody you see on the street something to eat for the day. That's all you've done. You you fed them to eat for that day, whatever that day is, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. But when you feed that person and then find out more about them, find out how you can empower them through learning, empower them through being able to come out of homelessness, you're feeding them for a lifetime. You're providing them with resources that's going to garner not only wages to buy their own food, but wages to be able to put a roof over their head versus a tent. And sometimes a job just picking up trash off the street is adding value to a human being who really wants work but can't find it or really doesn't have the credentials or the education. So economic justice is about extending dignified work to somebody who really wants to work no matter what the work is. Just give them a chance and let them work. That also can include somebody who is educated, but got caught up, got in trouble and went to prison. Uh-oh. So think about that also. Dignified work. We all need it at some point or another in life and nobody wants to be rejected. Number four is participation. I'm talking about living together in harmony with people. All these conspiracies that are floating around in the United States and these white supremacy groups who think that white is right and that everybody else should cease to exist. That's from hell. And it needs to go back to hell. This is not the kind of life or participation in life that we should all be, be, be living. Those white supremacist people, male, female, son, boy, girl, grown, old, whatever. Those people, when you cut them, they bleed red blood just as you or I. To the extent that they feel that they should be the only ones, never mind. That's another podcast. The point that I'm making is that participation means you participate in a healthy well-being in life towards yourself your and others. And you don't mistreat people because they don't look like you, because they're not white like you, because they don't pray like you, because their religion is not like you. This is no reason to hate. It's there. And there are people out there loving living like that. Oh, well, but it's not good participation. And it's certainly not participation in solidarity. Number five, well, you should have known this was coming, peace. Peace, well, let's look at it this way. Peace is relations, not only with God, but with others. How can you have peace with God, a being you don't see, and then say you have peace with others or with people who are people you see every day? Some of those people that I saw that had taken over the Capitol, 
during the insurrection January 6, 2021 at Trump's order. Sorry, but it's real and that's a fact. You know, they had the audacity to stand in there and pray. I don't know what God he was talking to, but let me tell you, it wasn't the God I know. That kind of behavior is just downright, not only deplorable, but pure evil from the pit of hell. And it is not acceptable behavior. Peace is embracing all humanity. Peace is about extending dignity and decency and unifying with all humanity. You don't, you're not going to agree with everybody. Neither am I. You're not going to like everything, but you do have to respect to be respected, isn't it? It's the way of life. And if you don't know that, take it from me, Sugarfoot, because I have lived in 40 countries and I have been in some 130 others. And I'm telling you, there are countries that I will not name that I didn't agree with one bloody thing going on over there. But because I was living there or there on business, I took myself and behaved as they do. And I became a citizen like them. Why? Because I was in their country and I was obliged to obey their rules and their way of life. Now, if you haven't figured out that that's the golden rule in life, you're missing out and you won't be here very long because people get really offended when you choose not to respect who they are and where they are and their way of life. But again, when we do embrace people for who they are, that again becomes solidarity. Number six, this is probably going to be one you're not expecting to hear. Peripheral option for the poor. I'm talking about fair treatment of the vulnerable. People who are poor are vulnerable. They are wide open and susceptible to attacks, whether that's verbal, whether that's physical, whether that's economically. People who are poor are open and vulnerable to the worst that life has to offer. And I'm telling you that solidarity in this regard is all about extending peripheral treatment, good treatment for a chance with somebody who's poor. Instead of walking by them or over them and sniffing up your nose, how about bending down on your knees to find out what you can do to be a blessing and add value. Number seven, rights and responsibilities. Well, this should be an obvious one. It's all about fair treatment. Just being fair with people. Everybody have the same rights you do. You may not like who they are. You may not believe in the lifestyle that they live. I don't care who they are, but they have the same rights and responsibilities as you do. If you're supposed to render taxes and your lifestyle is heterosexual, taxes should be rendered by LBGQ community as well. It's all about fair rights and responsibilities of us all. We all have the same responsibilities to be fair and equitable towards others and pleasant and decent towards others. 
Number eight is stewardship of creation. Well, honey, just figure that one out on your own. Don't abuse the climate. Do what you can to keep the environment clean. Be responsible through maintaining a healthy environment. And number nine is the role of government. The government has the role of human dignity, passing on our laws, passing laws onto us, and living by example, presenting by example. After all, if you are a leader, you have the people. If you are a boss, you only have the title. And then finally, number 10 happens to be solidarity. That is being interconnected and interdependent. It means you're not depending solely on yourself, but you are depending on others around you, your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers, your government, people. You're depending and connected to people, to humanity. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, which was all about solidarity. I'm your host, Rene Dubovois. Thank you for listening to Inspire Me. Check out the uh, description and find out more about the Fish Foundation Global Nation and also to get more about solidarity and even the video that I did on Kashmir National Day. All the best for now. Merci beaucoup. Bonne journée. Au revoir.